Hey, this is Jeff Loveland. Thank you for tuning in to Anchor for My Soul podcast, where we want to give a message of hope in the middle of the storm by anchoring ourselves to the Word of God. In each episode, we will grow in our spiritual walk a little more as we use the SOAP Bible study method to dive deep into the scriptures, observe what God is teaching us, apply the lessons in our daily lives, and then pray about it. I hope this encourages you today and helps you go forward with Christ. Hey, welcome back to Anchor for My Soul podcast. This is your host, Jeff Loveland. Today, we are going to cover Romans 8. This is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, and it's one that's blessed me multiple times in the last several years. Matter of fact, this is one of those chapters where I truly believe it impacts our daily life if we apply it to our life. Today, we're going to hear about living life in the flesh versus life in the spirit and the difference between the two. And the life in the flesh is going to be sin and darkness and it's going to lead to death. It's just a downward spiral. And then you have life in the spirit, which is life and righteousness and living the way God has called us to and the Holy Spirit is guiding us to. And then we're going to hear about... um, being sons and daughters of God, uh, God's children, and being heirs of Christ. And then we are more than conquerors. In this day and age, there is sin and darkness, and the world's trying to throw everything at you to prevent you from going forward, to knock you down, and to stop you in your tracks. But then we realize we are more than conquerors. Uh, Those things trying to stop us Uh, well, they can't because we're going to not just overcome it, but we're going to get past it and go much further than the world could even imagine. And we realize that uh, for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who who are called according to his purpose. And (laughs) those things alone are powerful, especially when we start applying to our life. Finally, this chapter ends on reminding us that there is nothing, nothing that can stop us from the love of Christ. I think when we get down and discouraged, we're just like, where are you, God? Where are you, Jesus? But he's there each and every moment of each and every day. There's nothing that's going to stop us from his love and being right by us. So today we will cover Romans 8. Uh, This actually, uh, one week ago today, was my very first official sermon that I gave, and it was titled, Under New Management. Um, Right after this episode, I encourage you to check out the bonus episode, which is actually the audio feed of that message that my friend Charles recorded. I was thankful that he was there to record that. That was a special day for me, and Uh, I was asked to give a sermon, and it was in an assisted living home. And to me, it's not about where I give a message, to who I give a message to, or how many people I give it to. It's that I get to share the Word of God with one of His sons and daughters that He created for a reason. Each and every one of us are special. And 
He loves us. And I want to remind people of that. Whether it's five people, 50 people, 500 people, 5,000 people. Okay, I might get a little nervous at that number. But it's. I just want to share God's word. And I want people to remember that uh, God loves them and um, just help them grow further in their Go further in their walk with Christ. To me, it's also what's important to me is I'm not too big to say no to something like that. To me, if I was a pro athlete, I'd be the guy that's staying after after the game to sign uh, a few more uh, autographs. Because to me, that's that's important. And each and every one of you, you listeners, anyone uh, I talk to, anyone I associate with, or just meet, you're important. Um, Whether you are following Christ or not, you you were made for a reason. And I just want to point people back to God, um, whether they are walking with Christ or not, because we always need to be pointed back to God's word. It strengthens us. It guides us. It protects us. And it, it leads us to a life that is, is so much better with God than without God. So I hope you enjoyed today's message. I hope you enjoyed the bonus episode. And if you could please turn your Bibles to Romans 8. We'll be reading out the English Standard Version. Romans 8 Life in the Spirit Verse 1 There is, therefore, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do by sending his own son in the likeliness of sinful flesh and for sin. He condemns sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit. Who dwells in you. Heirs with Christ. Verse 12. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. 
For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to the death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoptions as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Future glory. Verse 18. For I consider that these sufferings of the present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what we pray, what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. God's everlasting love. Verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are being killed all the day long. 
we are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things of present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So that was our scripture reading for today. Now we need to observe this, apply it to our life, and then we need to pray about it. So the book of Romans, to me, this gives a true picture of what the sin and the damage and the toll sin takes on our lives. To me, this this book in the Bible gives us a true image of what it's like to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be obedient and to truly know who Jesus Christ is and to follow his commands. What really stood out to me today and what I really keyed in on is, well, one, the section about living life in the spirit versus being in the flesh. And so we're going to go ahead and just start there. The very first verse says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You know, I think we just read that and we just go right through it really fast and it sounds good. But what is condemnation? So I looked this up in the dictionary and this is expressing a strong uh, disapproval, an act of condemning someone or uh, uh, giving them a punishment or a sentencing. To condemn is uh, basically, it's something that's unfavorable or an adverse judgment. To declare something reprehensible, wrong, evil, guilty. These are things that we want to stay away from because it's just, it's not a good place to be. But I can tell you what a good place is to be, is in a life in the spirit. And really, when you look at this, this is the winning game plan. In this section, it talks about, uh, for God has done with the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own son, Jesus, and the likeliness of sinful flesh, who is perfect and not sinful, and so that he could condemn sin in the flesh. He brought the MVP in to win the game, is what God did. And he did that through Jesus. But now, this makes me think of uh, John 16, 7, where Jesus says, um, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For I do not go away. The helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Uh, Jesus is leaving so that we can have the Holy Spirit and see the works of the Holy Spirit around us and through us and everywhere we go. Uh, Verse 5 in Romans 8 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. 
when I read that, right away it makes me think, what is it that we are watching every single day? <laughs> what are we watching on TV? What movies are we going to? What are we watching right in front of us, uh, wherever we walk? What is it that we're saying? What is it that we're doing? Who are we spending our time with? Are these good influences? Are these bad influences? What does our environment and our surroundings look like? All these things impact us one way or the other. It may not be a huge impact to start, but eventually we start seeing something and we start doing something. You know, little by little, it kind of chips away at us and either we're growing or we're decreasing. We're either going towards Christ or stepping away from Christ. And it starts right there with what we say, what we do, what we think, what we what we see. Uh, Matthew 6, verse 22 through 24 says, The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Verse 24, No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. But in Romans 8, it says, um, let's see here. Verse 7, for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those are in the flesh cannot please God. We're either in the flesh or we're in the spirit. We're not in both at the same time. So we have to make a choice. And each, every single day, we have to make a choice. Each hour, we have to make a choice. And sometimes it's it's a tough decision because uh, we're either distracted or retired or all these different factors. But we have to be intentional and we have to be focused on Christ and constantly seeking Him. Sometimes we are weakened and we don't know what to do, and we we start going down the wrong path, but that's when we need to seek Him. Things that we watch, things that we say, all these things, you know, they over time they start changing our views on things, which can then change our, our views on what our morals are or what we see is right and wrong. And, I mean, look out, look in the world today. What's wrong is right, what's right is wrong, and the Bible said that this would be this way. Um, verse 10 says, But if Christ is in you, although your body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. You know, we're going to get older. We're going to make some bad decisions. We're going to sin. That's, that is going to happen. Periodically, but our goal is to stop doing that more and more and more. And we need to have Christ be in us and realize um, we have a choice to con- continually uh, be free with Christ. The Spirit is alive, He's alive in us right now. And when we choose to walk in the way that the Holy Spirit guides us, then we have so much more freedom. We are not bound to things of this world. Which brings me to the next section, uh, being heirs with Christ. First, it talks about being debtors. And a debt is to owe something, an 
it's an obligation. It's a responsibility. Um, but we have the responsibility to live according to the Spirit. Verse 15 says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons. And then it talks about being heirs. And an heir, H-E-I-R-S, is someone with inheritance or the right to inherit something. Um, something is to come because you're a part of this family or... Um, Someone is going to provide for you because you are a big part of that. It also makes me think of, um, <laughs> we didn't receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Why are we going back into things that Christ has set us free from? Why are we putting the chains and, and bounding us back and, and putting ourselves back into some kind of a jail when really it's been broken. It's been free. We can just go forward with Christ. That's the great thing about sonship is we now have the ability to call God Father. We're released from our bondage. And when we have something great to come, this inheritance, this is the future glory that it was talking about in verses 18 through 24. But for all that glory to come, the future life with Christ, our, our, the, our new bodies in heaven and, and all these things, it's something that we had to wait for. It's not going to come right away. We don't know when it's going to come. But we eagerly wait for it, this chapter is saying. And I'm, I'm telling you as, uh, as a parent, uh, <laughs> I don't get the same sense as my wife because she went through the labor process when my daughter is on her way. Um, nine months of having a baby, um, the pregnancy process, she would get every, she would feel every kick every time the baby stretches, every time the baby moves. And, and sometimes those might be some painful kicks. Sometimes those might be some painful moments. But she was eagerly waiting for something that is greater to come when our daughter is truly there in front of us and we can hold her and uh, hug her and kiss her and, and just be parents and raise her up. But sometimes we had to go through that pain and be patient. Um, verse 23 says, not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we wait and then in verse 25 says, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. That is one of the most key words in this chapter is patience too. I think too many times we rush things and, and because of that we might make bad decisions, because of that we might get discouraged. But, but what if we wait and really focus on what Christ wants us to, to know, to study, to uh, what if we just wait on the Lord? Uh, the other day I heard this three words that really, it, it's so it's so important. Patience pays off. And it does. Too many times we rush into a decision that can really, it could be a bad decision. And it could cost us a lot of money. Or, or we can make a decision thinking this is going to be great. 
but we didn't really look into it the best. And because of that, well, shoot, now, now that fast decision is something that we might regret. But if we would have waited and not be anxious about it and just take our time and just be in the presence of the Lord, well, He will guide us. And then as we continue on, verse 26, it talks about, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. When we don't know what to do, when we don't know what to say, when we don't know where to go or what to do, the Holy Spirit is there for us. That's He's there to teach us, guide us, provide wisdom for us to do all these things. Here's what I love is verse 28. And we know that those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. It's going to work out. It may not look like how we thought it would look like. It may not be like we thought it was going to be. It may not be on the timeline that we set. But you know what? It's all going to work out. And it's going to be good. Um, We may not always see the total outcome of it. But when we get to heaven, we're going to see the, the, the whole scenario. We'll see why we played a certain factor in this certain situation. How we made a difference when we felt like we didn't do anything at all. Or why we were in a situation and, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm not sure. There's a whole bunch of different situations. We may not know the full picture here, but we know it's all going to work out for, for good. What excites me also is God predestined us. He called us. He justified us and he glorified us for a certain plan and purpose, sometimes big, sometimes small. But we had to seek the Lord in all that we do. And then he knew what we're going to do. He predestined it. He called us to it. He called us probably a few times because uh, some of us, like me, like to drag our feet. and Like, are you sure, Lord? Did Did I truly hear that right? And then when we started doing it, other people may not see the value in it, but we're doing it for Christ. And he justifies us. He says, uh, you are worthy of this. You are you are to do this for a reason. You're good at this. I gave you the spiritual gifts for this. And then it says we are glorified in it. But really, all that praise, all that worship, all that honor, all that needs to be pointed back to God. In the end, everything we do is for him. And then I'm going to end with this. It's the section about God's everlasting love. Uh, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? And then it mentions the, as it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. Yes, as depressing as that sounds, and as discouraging as that sounds, I love that line. I love that line of um, that that thought of we're just being sheep getting ready to get slaughtered. Because there's going to be times where we're going to feel defeated. 
There's going to be times when we get knocked down and out and discouraged. And to me, that line represents that. And then the very next verse says, No, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We will get through this. There will be victory. We will be. We will accomplish what it is that he put in front of us, what we're set out to do. Keep your head up. Keep your chin up. Keep your eyes to the sky. Keep your eyes towards Christ. I... Um, there's one example that just, it, it really stands out to me. And I love this example. On January 10th, 2019, uh, UCLA, University of California, Los Angeles, was playing their one of their rivals, Oregon Ducks, in a regular season game. It was an away game for UCLA. It was uh, an overtime game. There was about two minutes left. It was a two-point game. And UCLA made a bad pass that went out of bounds. And we know in all those kind of games, especially a rivalry game, it's every possession matters. Just kind of like everything we do, every choice we make matters too. But every possession matters in this situation. And so every bad pass, every bad play, everything's kind of magnified. It's, it's, it's a bigger situation. Every point scored is bigger. Every foul is bigger. Every second that ticks off is makes it more important. And then all of a sudden that bad pass goes out of bounds. And one of those players just, he drops his head and he's just going down the court. Just, ah, oh, darn it. You know, you can tell he's just down and discouraged. And then this point guard comes right up to him. And he just puts his hand on his chin and lifts his head up. That point guard's name was Jalen Hands. He lifted his teammate's chin up, and and right away, you could tell he was encouraged. He was reminded, you know what? It's going to be okay. We're just going to keep going forward. we got to get back up. we got to keep going towards the goal, towards victory. And let me tell you this. UCLA won the game, 87-84. There was victory. Just like there is victory at the cross, victory in the plans that God has for us. And this, I'm going to end with this. Verse 37 through 39. No, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing, nada, zip, zilch, nothing will get in the way of the love of Christ and the love that he has for us. And it's important that we, remind us, that we are reminded of that. When we get knocked down, be reminded Jesus loves you. He is there for you. He will not leave your side. When we, when we don't see a way, Jesus is the way. He knows the way. He will show you the way. So now that's our observation for today. This is my favorite chapter, so I really wanted to dive deep in those areas. But now how do we apply this to our life? And I don't want to just go through a whole nother list. I, I try to simplify this, and it's be led by the Holy Spirit. 
Two, if you're going to go down the wrong path, get back in the word and back into prayer. Three, keep your head up and stay encouraged and keep going. And four, remember, Jesus loves you. So that was our observation, our prayer of Romans 8. Now let's pray about it. Uh, Father, we just, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word today. We thank you for just teaching us and reminding us of what it's like to be, uh, have a life that is in the spirit versus life in the flesh. Lord, we pray that you continue to uh, show us the way and keep us on the straight and narrow path. Do not let us fall to the left or to the right, but keep us straight on the path, Lord. Father, when we get weak and we don't know what to do, help us get back up and seek you. When we don't know what to say, help us in our moment of weakness. Help us in our moment of trials. Help us in our moment of sadness and depression and all those things that happen in this world. Lord, we eagerly wait for your return, Jesus. We eagerly wait for you. We hope for you. We are. It gives us so much hope and so much joy just to think of that time of your return where we get to be with you in heaven for eternity. Lord, give us the strength to let more people know about you. It scares me that there are people that don't know who you are. It scares me, Lord, that there are people out there that are turning their backs on you and walking away because they think they see something better. Lord, they open up their eyes, open up their ears, Lord. Help them see the truth. Help them be led by the Holy Spirit. Help them be back into a life of the Holy Spirit and not of the flesh. Lord, those who see the lies and the deception and think they are true and think they are good, Lord, help them overcome that and help bring people in their lives. Surround them with people that point them back to you, your word and your love for them. Father, help us keep our head up and help us stay encouraged, help us stay strengthened and help us keep going forward. Father, help us remind us that we are more than conquerors. Help us remind us that we can do all things in Christ who strengthens us. Remind us that sometimes when things aren't working out, we just need to be patient and be still and know that you are God. Father, help us remember that you love us and you are with us all the time, every day, every moment. Father, we just we thank you for today. We thank you that we get to be heirs with Christ. We thank you that we have this inheritance and these great things to come and that we get to be glorified with you. And it's just to be in your presence and just to, it's so exciting. And I don't hope for the things I see. I hope for the things that are to come. And I can tell you, it is good. Thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you for listening to Anchor for My Soul podcast. If you would like to help us reach further and hear daily content in the near future, we ask that you share this podcast with your friends and also consider becoming a financial partner to help us reach further for Jesus and to share the word. We are blessed to have listeners who pray for us and go make a difference in the kingdom. Please check out our website, www.anchorformysoulpodcast.com, where we have our past episodes, information about the podcast, and even who I am. If you so feel led to become a financial partner, you can either go to our website or you can go to anchor.fm backslash Anchor for My Soul podcast. Together, we make a difference. God bless.